Hey, chiropractors and marketers, we are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Today, I will be bringing you a interview that I was on. I was actually interviewed by Nicole Cowley of Cairo Social Tech, and I found some of the questions she asked very good. I felt like this was a, a good overall interview, and I think it's worth sharing. So I'm going to make that this week's podcast. Before we do dive into that, I really want to thank everybody that helped make the Virtual Marketing Summit a success. You know, it was a big launch and it was a lot of it leading up to it, a lot of work during it. There were some snafus here and there. I think whenever you launch something and you put a lot of work into a technology, uh, there is going to be some things that happen overall. You know, we had a few things occur, but I felt like I I will give myself credit and I did a good job of being responsive. I know uh, Nathan over at Virtual Summit Software was responsive and we worked out and tried to clear everything up. There was just some things like some people had a double register. There was like a short window where people that did register for free didn't get a confirmation email with their unique URL, but we were able to get that to them. So one of the things I didn't learn from it, and this is a really good marketing strategy that I wanted to share with you, and I you know, wanted to be completely candid with uh, how the virtual marketing summit went. Overall, it was a very big success. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback and the goals that I had with it, we exceeded that. So overall, it was really good. And then one of the learning lessons that I actually experienced, because I've read about this, but is about customer service and how sometimes if you have something go awry with a customer interaction where something just, you know, mistake or just not working the way it should, it's a really good opportunity that if you provide timely and effective customer service, that it can be something that really helps create more of a a loyalty and a bond from that customer to the business um, service or or product. And I wanted to really make sure that we provided good customer service. You know, on this particular virtual marketing summit, it was just Nathan and I, but I felt like we got to everything we needed to and, um, you know, ironed out a lot of that. And so I got a lot of good feedback from the response time that we had. And, um, you know, it's just it overall was was a, a really good experience. Uh, I think Thursday when we launched, there was more issues and then it got very easy by Saturday. And so overall, you know, it was a great experience. I, I think that um, the overwhelming response was that they, they enjoyed it. They liked the platform. They learned a lot. And um, I appreciate everybody that did did upgrade for the lifetime access and the bonuses that is always going to be available. You can always upgrade. So thank you. Overall, it was uh, a lot of fun. So in this podcast that we're going to have today, like I mentioned, was an interview by Nicole through her Facebook Live, which is a good another good marketing technology for you to consider. Facebook Live is, is something that I do with interviews, and I think a lot of a lot of that know that she uses a platform called Be Live TV. Even they had a snafu, believe it or not. We we recorded this Facebook Live the previous Thursday, but it they had a system down and no one knew it. So we did the whole interview and it didn't really show up on the live, which was unfortunate. So that we had to reshoot another week. But overall, the it was good and everything worked out. So um, this interview is going to dive into some of my thoughts on marketing 
and some of the questions she had. So I wanted to uh, share that with you. So without further ado, this is an interview uh, that we did. Again, this is another example of repurposing where we did a Facebook Live. We're stripping the audio from the Facebook Live, turning it into a podcast on my show. So I hope you enjoy it. And I will be with you next week for another podcast. Have a great one. I am very excited to introduce Dr. Kevin Christie yet again. We planned to do this last week because I really wanted to ramp up the virtual marketing summit. Right now going on is a free chiropractic virtual marketing summit. And there is a lineup of high caliber speakers that are very focused in on their niche specific topic. Dr. Kevin Christie put all this together, compiled everything, got us all organized, got all the videos recorded, put it all into the summit to deliver it to you and all this content, just 100% free to help you grow your practice with these online tools. So I'm so excited first, just to say that that started today. Can people still register? Yeah, they can register. They have until 2 p.m. Eastern to catch the morning two presentations, but they could still register and catch the ones this afternoon and then the next two days as well. Okay, perfect. And I'm this afternoon. So go get registered right now. I'll throw that link in the comments as soon as we jump off live here. So you can go register for that. And then the way it works is you'll get an email that email send you a link where you can go inside the platform, you log in, and then they're just videos, just kind of like you're watching us right now, you can watch a webinar. This morning was Dr. Chad Wolner and Dr. Ed Osborne. Is that who was this morning? No, Dr. Jeff Langmate and Dr. Chad Wolner. You and Dr. Osborne will be going together this afternoon. But yeah, so four just stellar great interviews today. So go log in and get that. But that's one of the main reasons I wanted to bring Dr. Christie on is because he is just a marketing guru. He has the Modern Marketing Chiropractic Group, which is where I found him. But beyond that, chiropractor in his practice, doing a podcast for his local community, as well as for chiropractors, like the things that he does with the 24 hours in his day just blow my mind. And I'm a pretty busy person. So I wanted to bring him on and break some of it down. The biggest thing that I hear from most of the chiropractors that I work with is just, you know, I just don't have time to learn it all and do it all. And so one of the things that I hope to encourage with this show is case studies of doctors out there that are doing it and that are seeing high, high results from it. So long introduction, but welcome to the show, Dr. Kevin. Thank you. I really appreciate your uh, effort in this show each week, and I'm just you know really excited to be a part of it. I want to take a step back before we get more into what you're doing for chiropractors and just learn a little bit more because you're doing so much in your community about how you're using, why you're using social media, doing a podcast in your local community that's got to take forever. Just break some of that down and introduce us to you and kind of what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, first and foremost, I'm a practitioner. You know, that's been for the last 12 years, really been diving into that, trying to be the best clinically as I could possibly be. And then when I opened up my own practice, about four years into getting out of school. And that was in 2010, I realized I really had to become an educator in the community. And so one of the things a lot of people have mentioned about getting a lot done in 24 hours, but a lot of my training is set up for that because uh, I have been a member of Strategic Coach for five years, which a lot of people hear me talk about, which gives me a lot of the delegation skills, a lot of the time uh, scheduling and just understanding the overwhelm that can occur with private mm-hmm. practice or with growing a business. And so it lets me really dance with that busyness or 
some people, frankly, are busy but not productive. And so it really helps distill down that difference of, okay, are you being productive or are you just being busy? So that's step one. And then I, a few years ago, I dove into Content Marketing Institute. And that for me, and I feel for chiropractors and even other healthcare professionals, is one of the most congruent types of marketing you can do because it just essentially turns you into an educator and producing really valuable content to educate people on health and wellness. And so I just do that. And sometimes I think of something or sometimes I'm having a conversation with a patient and it makes me think of, wow, that's a great piece of content, right? Someone might ask a question like, why does this headache occur? And I answer for them. It's like, oh, you know, take a note on that. And then I'll just write a quick email on it or write a blog on it, which then I can repurpose into other aspects, you know, social media and, mm-hmm. and, and the like. And so I got good at that, I would say, over the last three or four years. And then from there, I just use my practice as a testing ground for the different concepts that I learn, whether it's in the closed Facebook group I started, or if it's in the podcast I have, or interviewing experts like you, I can kind of test it on my practice, see if it's working or not. And then from there, I can just convey that message to other chiropractors through those means that I mentioned. And so it makes it possible to still treat patients Monday through Friday, still Mm -hmm. run. I have two practices that I run and to then obviously try to help out other chiropractors. No, I love it. And I love what you said about the Content Marketing Institute. I love following them. I haven't gone through their actual programs. I read everything that they put out there. And this is one of the reasons you and I resonate so well with each other is because ultimately your social media strategy begins and ends with the content that you deliver out, right? Yes, absolutely. That's the fuel, really. Exactly. And so a big thing I hear everybody, you know, I just, can you just give me content? I just need somebody to do this for me, or I just want to outsource this. So I want to ask you, your content is original, but as far as the process is concerned of disseminating that to your social media, running your ads, going through your podcast, are you doing the majority of the legwork or are you outsourcing that? A little bit of both. And so let me kind of break it down a little bit. We do create a lot of our own content, but then we do curate other content. We will take good things, you know, like I've Mm -hmm. been a member of Jeff Langmaid's evidence-based chiropractor. So he sends out a monthly thing and I will repurpose that and be able to share a good message that I didn't have to necessarily create. I will try to leverage curated content as well that will support our narrative. But yeah, we do create a lot of it. And then from there, it's just outsourcing. You know, like We do a really nice quarterly print newsletter that we <laughs> sprinkle into our reception area with it. And so all I have to do is just take the different articles that were written by whether it's me or one of our other doctors, and then kind of I just send it off to my graphic design person. She puts together the whole newsletter and then she sends it to my print person and then I get a box that's here. And so, yeah, I tried to delegate that. I actually, my episode today of our podcast, the, the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show, I talked about delegation. Sometimes there's activities you're doing that are irritating. Sometimes they're okay. And then sometimes they're in your unique ability and they're fascinating. The things that I find irritating are are okay. You want to try to either just get rid of it, stop doing it, delegate it, or automate it. And so the automation I try to do through, you know, whatever email service you're using, try to set up automations. And there's obviously, we've talked before about things like Meet Edgar and those types of things that can really help you automate the processes. And then, yeah, I use Fiverr for a lot of little work as well. Like I'll just send, if I shoot a video, I just send it over to them and it's done, sent back to me. And then my assistant in the office uploads it to YouTube. And so I'm trying to get to the point where I literally just try to create the content and not have to do any of the, I guess, the minutia, but I'm, I'm not there 100% yet, but pretty close. Getting there, getting yeah. there. 
And you know what? This is, I wish I could listen to our show last week so I could remember where we could yeah, do, yeah, you yeah. know, but something you said last week, I do want to bring back because I just remembered it. You were talking last week about you really utilize your team and you utilize each team member has a different expertise, something that they're going to be better at and something they're not. Talk to that just a little bit because that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everybody should focus their unique abilities as best they can. And as the business owner, you really want to try to get to that. And I've narrowed mine down to a few things, uh, but you also want to try to have unique ability within your team. And so each person should try to be functioning in their unique abilities as best they can. So I had referenced last week to where at one point we had four doctors total and mm-hmm. one was really good at building landing pages in tech. He was millennial. Another one was fine with the camera and the other one wasn't, but one was really good at writing, right? So I kind of just divvied up within our doctors on content creation on where people excelled to do that. And if I felt like we just didn't have, obviously when you have four doctors, you have a bigger chance of having all your bases covered, right? You're still not going to be perfect at everything. You know, like out of the four of us, I don't think any of us was great at copywriting, you know? And so that's something that you could farm out. But overall, I try to have them focus on what they were good at and not put a a round peg in a square hole. No, exactly. And I've heard the same before. I've heard somebody answer it. Like somebody said, should everybody go live? Should every chiropractor, you know, do talks and go live? And I said, no, absolutely not. Because if you're not comfortable doing it, it's going to come off awkward. And the other edge of the coin was every, every doctor should learn how to do this. And I think ultimately you need to have that bedside manner in that, you know, communication with your patients, but Facebook Live isn't for everybody. So if you have an associate that's like scared to death of it, don't make them go live on Facebook. There's something else out there. Like Dr. Kevin was saying that they are going to really enjoy that could be the editing. That could be, you never know either. Like there's so many chiropractors that have hobbies of taking great pictures or video footage, or they have a drone. We had somebody who had a staff in their office that loved flying drones and we did a beautiful drone video. But yeah, yeah, I love that. That was perfect. Let me ask you, how do you encourage? And so this might be easier in your office. I think it comes from the top down. But how do you encourage and keep your associates creating that content and actually doing it without, you know, every week, did you do a video or did you do a blog? You know, I think sometimes you have to lead by example and I do try to appreciate that not everybody's going to maybe put in as much as I am. (laughs) Definitely ambitious (laughs) more than most. So I get that, but I do try to lead by example. And sometimes it's hard to retroactively do that, right? But you can, to a certain point, just communicate like, look, that's the thing that's beautiful about the doctors creating the content is they have the education, right? Mm -hmm. And So they have the information. They just need to write it. And then from there, if you can use things like Grammarly, you know, one of my automation tips of that's going to check all the grammar and make sure that it's correct. I do have an SEO person that I work with. So she had trained us on keywords and SEO and trying to optimize it. I use Yoast on our WordPress website. So that Yoast will measure your SEO effectiveness and it'll give you a meter of needs improvement, good, okay. you know, And it'll tell you why it's not optimal. You just got to keep on making those changes until you get that meter to read you know, good. And so those certain things can help take away some of the scariness of writing an effective blog. And so I think that's ultimately the key. The video, I'm comfortable with video. So I've been doing the video in our practices. I've been doing Facebook live interviews. It took time. I definitely wasn't comfortable with it at first, you know, just practicing it. It has helped, but I do agree. I don't think everybody's going to be great at everything. Video is a tough one. I think if you're in a small town, 
you could probably get away with just doing video anyway. Even if you're bad, you're going to get a following. If you're in a really big city that has just everybody's news feeds are just so cluttered with stuff, it may struggle. So it might not hit home runs like some people, but I can name people that are not good on video or have improved drastically and they're doing really well on it. So sometimes it is just getting over that hurdle and fighting that resistance against it. Well, yeah. And it's like the first time you do anything. I'm actually, so I'm here at my best friend's house in Indianapolis right now, traveling today on the road. And she's like, I'm nervous for you. I don't you know, know how you do yeah. this. And I think the first time you do anything, it's unknown. So as you start to do things, it becomes more familiar. And then once you're familiar with it, you become more comfortable with it because we're all scared of the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where to look, you know, all these different mm-hmm. things. And so practice makes perfect ultimately. So with blogging, with podcasts, with videos, with anything, you know, you have to make a consistent, continuous effort at it before, like the very first video you did, the very first blog you did, I'm sure wasn't, you know, your biggest reach. It was over time. Now I want to ask you, Facebook Live is still fairly new. Doesn't seem like it anymore, but it is. So do you remember like, when were you like, okay, I'm going to use this for my practice. Mm -hmm. And then I guess, how do you use it in your practice? So I remember when Periscope started and that's when we first did live video and that was just, we did a sports recovery experience. Like once a quarter, we do that on a Saturday. So we just filmed some of that during it, but you know, Periscope, it was early on and it wasn't great. I don't even know if it is now. So then when Facebook live came around, oh, this is a great opportunity, but I still was a little hesitant on it, but then I started shooting some solo videos on topics or some treatments, but not a lot of it. And then I got into probably... June of last year, maybe July, but I started doing the Facebook live interviews. It's a very comprehensive content approach, which is what I think is great for chiropractors. If you can pick one topic and turn it into a month's worth of content, then you're ahead of the game. So I would pick, say, running injury preventions. And then from there, I I hand-selected four experts, a running shoe store owner, a fitness person, a running coach, and then someone that has a running group that knows a lot of the different dynamics of camaraderie and certain things of training that help prevent some injury. And so I interviewed them Facebook live and I did that once a week for a month. And I think sometimes it took me five weeks to do it because if someone rescheduled or whatever, but when I was there, I would check into their place of business. I would do it on my Facebook. I would tag them in it. I would take a picture with them and do all that. And so there was that reciprocity going on as well, where they were very appreciative of that. Plus now their audience is seeing the the interview. And then I make the interview about them and try to get the best information I could out of them. And then from there, I can just download the Facebook live and, you know, I would send it off to Fiverr. They would put my intro outro on it. I'd put it on YouTube. And at the end of the month, after I did those four interviews, I would put together a very robust blog with all the YouTube links in there embedded and then different contact information for them, backlinks to their websites, really make it a very comprehensive blog. And then I would run Facebook ads to that blog. I would also send that to them and they would promote it because obviously like, oh, they were part of this nice, well-written blog. And so you get a lot of cross promotion that way. And I usually do that once a month and then I take a month off. I usually do two months and then take a month off because it's, yeah, you know, frankly, it it develops a lot of content. So Mm -hmm. I had to learn where it's like, I don't have to sometimes just feel like I have to create all the time, right? Like that's some things Mm -hmm. that people find as a barrier for them is they feel like, I don't have time to do all this creation. So two things I have to say about that is one is create, but then repurpose, which I know you and I have talked about a Mm -hmm. lot. And then the other one is just sometimes documenting experiences, right? We have a natural platform in our practices where we could just document some treatment experiences from them and gain a lot of 
good information and a lot of good publicity from that way. So it doesn't have to be overwhelming. No, and everything you just said, like there's just so much gold in what you just said. I'm not even sure how to unpack it all or where to start. But I love what you said with the single topic. So each month you have one topic, one topic for a whole month. And then it's repurposing takes the term of so many different routes. But what you said when you go there and you get an image and a video and you check into their office and you do all these things. So it's like six pieces of content under one umbrella. And what's really um, good about that is, you know, people do consume information in different ways. Some people are going to watch the videos. Some people are just going to see the picture and that's going to be enough for that correlation to kind of, you know, help build your brand and that brand. Just so much gold in everything that you just said. I love that. And then what you said in utilizing people that are already within your office. Do you listen to the Art of the Story Brand podcast by chance, Donald Miller? Yeah, I started about two months ago and it's kind of top of my list now. It's really good. Okay, I just started his book and it's even better. So get the book. I'll send it to you. Don't buy it. It's amazing. This book, I think every chiropractor should read. And I'm only through about the second chapter because I'm an avid listener of his podcast. But when I make my clients, when you make your patients the heroes of your story, and when you're telling their stories, you know, that's when that storytelling is going to start to go viral. You know, people ultimately, they care about themselves and they want to hear about themselves. They don't care about our stories or what we have going on. So it's great to share what you're doing you know, what you have going on, but the more you can share your patient stories and the actual, just like you said, the documentation of what's going on. I mean, that's just going to have so much higher longevity of return in it. Can I tell a little story on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So back in December, I went to the Content Marketing Institute's masterclass in Austin, Texas, and they talked a lot about writing stories. And what you just said about patient experiences, I kind of got my mind changing after December to do that and sprinkle in patient experience blogs. So uh, I got permission from this particular patient. I didn't put his full name in there, but I used his first name and he's a local golf teaching professional that comes in pretty regularly. And I asked him if I could tell his success story. Uh, So I did. If you're okay, I can put that blog link after the show Mm -hmm. into the comments section. You know, it's kind of like what Donald Miller talks about where you're the guide and they're the hero. And so a lot of chiropractors always try to make themselves the hero as the chiropractor. You got to make the patient the hero and you're just the guide to get them to where they want, you know, for like Bob, the golf pro, it was, he hurt his back and he really wanted to be able to teach golf. You know, that's his livelihood. And I had to guide him on that path to health and then staying there. And so we kind of outlined the story and then we threw in some videos of some things and we linked a really good golf and back pain article that was written by Tiles Performance Institute. So you want to put in some really good reputable references in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really well-developed blog story. And so that's going to be kind of one of a handful of different types of blogs that I have. Too many people, they always put condition-based, right? Mm-hmm. Back pain, headaches, plantar fasciitis, carpal tunnel. And they don't really, they're not really telling a story. And I think that's something that the chiropractors in here that are creating content need to change that mindset. Oh, that is beautiful. I can't wait to check out that blog. Here's another thing too that Dr. Christie talks about. I don't know if you're touching in on this, but so many times like quality over quantity every single day. So to take a month off is huge if that's going to make your next month's quality of content that much better. But you didn't just get just a quick video. You got a video and then you got research links and you put it into a nice blog. And so you actually spent time making his story shine 
And let me ask you, when you asked him if he cared if you shared his story, what was his reaction or his response? Oh, he was more than happy to. He's like, do you need to interview me for it? I was like, no, I was there <laughs> every time I treated you and stuff. I've got the information, but I'll send it to you when I'm done. I did give him the courtesy of sending it to him prior to publishing it on the blog just to, you know, like make sure there wasn't anything. It wasn't, I mean, it, there wouldn't have been, but you know, it's just, I think common courtesy to do that. No, it is. It makes them feel like they're a part of it, right? Correct. So yeah. they're not like their mom's reading it before they even read it too sort mm-hmm. of thing. But I want to say like this part, sometimes we feel weird and chiropractors and business owners that are selling products. I talk about getting reviews or getting testimonials or asking your patients, uh-huh. you know, if you care that share their story and there's this block that comes up of yeah. awkward. What if they say, no, they're not going to want to do that. And ultimately, why? Like people want to tell their stories. They feel honored. It makes them feel almost celebrity-like to now live on your website, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, they, they really do. I mean, if you get someone that's not wanting to do it, not a big deal. Just move on. You don't have to take offense to it. You know, that's not something that's on you. You know, just like if, if you wanted to shoot a testimonial video with a patient, they declined. It's not like it's an indictment on you. It's just, they don't feel comfortable with it. And so it's just fine. It's like, Oh, no worries. I just, I just thought of you because, you know, I really enjoyed the doctor patient experience. I know you got better. It was exciting for me just as it was for you. And so you lay it out like that, then there's should be no awkwardness. Exactly. And the whole thing is you're sharing their stories. So more people can benefit from it. You're not sharing their story so you can get new patients. And so I think you have to switch that as soon as you like make that paradigm shift in thinking of I'm marketing so people will understand chiropractic and understand my services and what I have to offer better, not I'm just marketing just because I want new patients coming in. So when you make that shift, it makes things a little easier because you're not doing it selfishly. You're really not. When you're getting those stories and you're putting it out there, you're helping more people to understand that next step and what's best for them. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to touch on for a second before we wrap it up, I do want to touch on your podcast that you do actually locally I love that because I'm a podcast junkie and I wish more chiropractors did this. I think it's kind of the purple cow. Not everybody's doing it and you can do that. And even if you're in a small town of 5,000, I still think you can do a podcast and you'll be the only one in your town that has a local podcast. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? And I want to know, what have you really seen it from it? What type of results and feedback have you seen from doing that? Okay. Yeah. A little history on that. I started that in August of 2016. So it's been a year and a half and that's the Modern Desk Jockey podcast. We have a company called Health Fit Corporate Wellness where we provide some onsite chiropractic at some corporations. We do ergonomics and health fairs, things of that nature. I essentially set it up to be a B2B marketing strategy. I was trying to get in with wellness coordinators and other companies and all that. And that, you know, I got some benefit of that. And, you know, I was able to Sometimes the greatest thing about a podcast, frankly, is that it's like a Trojan horse to get into really good phone conversations with experts that you wouldn't have if you just email them and say, hey, can I get on the phone with you and ask you questions, right? Yes. So like I interviewed the CEO of Veradesk and a, a few others where I just know I wouldn't have been able to achieve that without the podcast. And so it, it had a good B2B strategy. But then early on, I realized, you know what, there's a really good C, like business to consumer in my community to get patients in to my practices. So I started distributing it locally, you know, through Facebook ads, through email. And then mm-hmm. I also started kind of hand selecting people in my community that I really wanted to interview. You know, like, I think everybody that's been in their community long enough know there's a few people where you just haven't been able to connect with. And I took some of those people that had a topic that could relate to the desk worker 
and I asked them to be on the podcast and they, you know, they obliged and they liked it. And so then that kind of gave me that opportunity to obviously interview them. So now I built that reciprocity with them and that know, like, and trust with them. And so now not only could I distribute that podcast out locally, but now I've also connected with that person who could potentially be a referral source for me. And the podcast has been good. You know, obviously, if you're trying to do a national podcast where you're going to try to compete with some of the big hitters in the industry, it's difficult. But if you're thinking about it, in my opinion, to grow your practice as a chiropractor, you can really do well in your community because, yeah, it's, it's something new. It's all about content marketing. And then you have different distribution channels. And sometimes distribution channels get stale and you need to find new fresh ones. Like, frankly, to be completely candid, the virtual marketing summit is a fresh platform. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not the first one to do it, but it's still like, it's a good different vehicle to get content out to, in this case, chiropractors. But I plan on doing a virtual marketing summit two times this year, one for triathletes, like injury prevention for triathletes and another one injury prevention from golfers. And I'm going to hand select eight to 10 experts in my community on different topics related to those and then do the same thing. And I'll make it completely free and I'll promote it in the community and hopefully get no like, and trust, hopefully get patients out of it and hopefully get emails out of it. And that way you can retarget some of your marketing. And the podcast is the same way. It's still a fresh idea. People find out that their chiropractor's got a, a cool podcast that's educating the community. They're more likely to share that. And it just, uh, it's a really good way of making content. And then you can also repurpose that content as well. Right, exactly. And you can repurpose it. You can have content. You can put yeah. quotes out of it. Like it just goes on for days. So I think that's amazing. I've been preaching in my boot camp to get a local group to start interviewing local people. I think you just proved the point of why exactly they should do that. So I hope they listen to this and maybe some of them will listen to you over me, but it's this community. Social media really is this this another community that you can Mm -hmm. engage with your audience. So it's not a place for you to just shove content down their throat, but it's a place where you can create your original authentic voice and messaging around that content and deliver it to them. Mm -hmm. No, one of the sayings I use, I stole it from, I always forget her name, but she wrote a book with Dan Kennedy, who's one of the top marketers kind of ever, especially in Mm -hmm. certain markets. And they wrote a book on social media marketing. And she used the the phrase, try to be 85% PBS and 15% QVC. And so if you can maintain that, like there's nothing wrong with having calls to action and selling. Those are vital aspects of marketing, but you really want to be spending a lot of your time just building that know, like, and trust through just educational content. And then when you do hit them up with something, they're not really just turned off by it. They're just like, oh yeah, he's providing me a lot of great emails on information just because he got one email out of six that was telling me about some event or some call to action going on. They're not going to get offended. Exactly. And It really is true. People need multiple touch points. You know, people are going to have to see you five to six to seven to eight times, or maybe until they really see that they have that need that matches. So it might be they see your name, they like you, they've been considering, you know, could you help with whatever they have going on? And maybe it's, you know, a year or two down the road before they actually, and that happens to me in Vitalogics all the time. I will have done a demo three years ago. And they're like, we've been thinking about you this whole time. It just hasn't been a good time to convert until now. Like you just spent three years being frustrated, but that's what people do. So you just have to be there when they're ready for it. Absolutely. I love this. But is there anything that you'd like to leave our chiropractors with any nugget or anything to just really 
get them going and jump in. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that when you're going to develop a content marketing strategy, it's going to take a little bit of time and it'll gain momentum. It's not going to be a quick fix, right? And I think a lot of chiropractors struggle with you know, desperation and they have to get a lot of new patients in right away. And they have this just real, you know, the mindset's off a little bit and patients can sense it and everybody, your team can sense it. So if you just get in a mindset of creating good content, developing a strategy, being consistent with it, you'll find that you're not having to get this just influx of new patients all the time, right? Like, yeah, you got to have new patients, but if you can focus also your marketing onto your current patients during their experience with you. And then after that, and you're hitting what I call the before, during, and after units of marketing, which I got from Dean Jackson and just applied to chiropractic before they call you or schedule online. And during unit is when they do call. So maybe the first touch point is the front desk person. And until the end of their treatment plan, you want to make sure that they're having a good experience along the way, giving them good content, things to help them out with their care. And then at the end, when they're gone, you want to stay top of mind through different aspects as well. So if you can get into that mindset, then all of a sudden you're just in a flow of creating content and then you got a flow of new patients and a flow of reactivations. And you take a lot of that stress away from trying to grow your practice. Oh, yes, that is so smart. And it is because if we can use social media to get higher retention yep. and higher referrals, and that's all going to parlay together to grow our practice and to grow ourselves in the community. But I just, I can't thank you enough for really, number one, just the Modern Marketing Chiropractic Group. I found that about a year ago and I get so much value. I get as much value out of it as I try to put into it. You put a lot into it. I appreciate that. I really do. I try to share just where it's needed. I don't like to overconsume. No, it's the same perfect. thing with you. People can get oversaturated. Mm -hmm. You don't need to send an email every single day. You really don't even need to post to Facebook every single day, but you yeah. need to be there consistently and be yeah. there intentfully and you will see the results. I can definitely promise you that. And Dr. Christie is the perfect shining example of that. Thank you. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I will let you get back to your day. I perfect. need to jump on and watch one of these virtual summits. I finally have a half an hour to do in my day and I hope perfect. everybody else goes to register too. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, Dr. Kevin. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.